It's another episode of the Kick-Out Podcast. We went through the forbidden door and now we can see the briefcase in front of us as we all climb up to receive money in the bank. My go by the name of Skillet. My name is Mex. My name is Scan. And the three of us are going to review 2022 Money in the Bank. But before we do that, how are you guys? Good, man. Um, a bit like doing a lot of recording yesterday, so I've kind of lost my voice a bit. But um, yeah, I'm going to soldier through it, man. I'm going to I'm going to Cody Rhodes it, man. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Max, man? How's this of you, bro? Well, yeah, I, I was Cody Rhodes in it in the gym on Monday, and now I've hurt myself even more. So, oh, excuse no. me if I'm a bit I'm a bit stiff today because I'm in I'm in a bit of pain. But yeah, I'm good. Oh, you know, you're gonna work through the pain like a good wrestler. That's what you're gonna do. Vincent's <laughs> gonna let your view a year later. Mister <laughs> Mister New Japan, we're working stiff, right? That's <laughs> right. So you know, we 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 reviewed Forbidden Door a couple of days ago, and you know, I totally forgot that Money in the Bank was literally around the corner when we did that review. So we didn't get to do any predictions um, going to this pay per view. But we're going to talk about the pay per view today, and I'm going to ask you guys after each match if you would have assumed who the rightful winner would have been. You know, throughout you know after the after the aftermath of the match. Uh, but before we talk about Money in the Bank, um, big news, you know, in UFC. Um, Vince McMahon and Tony Khan was in the same building. Um, Scan, are you a big UFC guy? I've, I used to be. I've fallen off recently. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like back in the day, I was, but now, nah, I've fallen off. What about you, Max? I feel like you're a UFC guy. You just started with a UFC guy. Yeah, sort of. But to be honest, UFC has become very WWE. In aspects yeah. of, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get on to, you know, Israel, Adesanya and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that's why I've just thought, uh, well, this was my fix of just like pure violence and just, you know, real, you know. And now they're kind of becoming larger than life characters. I might as well just stick to WWE and stuff. So, yeah. Well, that's a good point. I feel like the generation of UFC fighters are, are that's, you know, Israel Adesanya, he's quite, is he quite young? He's quite young, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these generation of UFC fighters are actually wrestling fans, you know. And then mm. it's, obviously, then you have the ones who were wrestling fans from before, but they, they kind of grew out of it and stuck to Ultimate Fighting. But I feel like I, I really like the fact that some of these people don't they don't shy away from actually becoming genuine, showing that they're show, genuine wrestling fans. And yeah, sorry, it's, it's it's show business, isn't it? So that's what you know. McGregor was probably one of the the first to really, not the first to really show that character, but the first to really kind of cross over to the mainstream as yeah. this kind of charismatic kind of guy. So it's show business. It's kind of one in the same, or becoming more and more one in the same. So um, yeah, that's what leads us to to where we are today of UFC. So Vincent Man, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Pat McAfee were all in attendance. Jim Ross and Tony Khan was in attendance. Um, you know, Israel Alexander came down with the Undertaker entrance. WWE gave them full rights to use the theme song, which was brilliant. Like they, they didn't hold back. The lights was like Undertaker, the purple lights, the blackness. Israel did the hat, the urn. Um, and then he did the, he raised the hands, the lights went on. Did Israel roll his eyes back as well? I feel like he did. I, I think he did. I don't think I saw that, but he might have. Apparently, I heard reports that he rolled his eyes back as well. Um, I have to ask you guys, it's going to happen, isn't it? He's going to sign a contract. When his UFC career is done, he's going to sign a contract at WWE, right? 
they, they must be looking at it. He, he said he is. So obviously, post all of that, post the fight, obviously all the press afterwards are talking about his dramatic entrance and will he ever cross over? And he said, yeah. <laughs> like, he said, yeah, as if it's already like been penned sort of thing. Like, so it's a matter of time. He'll be a great addition. They, should, they might as well try and get McGregor if, if McGregor's clean now. I don't know if he's, if he's in a clean mind state. He was a bit mad. He was moving mad a few, few months ago, a few years ago. But if McGregor's in a good mind state, you might as well get him. They've only got Logan Paul. I feel like that is the future for WWE. Just get these well, big sports entertainers with big personalities. You might as well get Floyd Mayweather. I know Mayweather did something back in the day. You might as well get him. He's still in good condition. Like, get these stars to become your main stars at WWE because that is where the money is, man. I think, yeah. I think that's, that's something WWE needs to start doing. I think that's what yeah, I, I think. I think the biggest clue was when we, when they kicked off NXT 2.0, when they kind of was like, you know what, we're done with these indie wrestlers now. We just want athletes. You know yeah. what I mean? We just yeah. want superstars. And I think that's where they're going now. You know, who's, who's the next superstar? Okay, well, there you go. All right, let's talk about superstars. Let's talk about Money in the Bank. Uh, this weekend, it took place on Saturday, the 2nd of July, which I totally forget that WWE do Saturday pay-per-views now. I'm still so used to the, 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 the Sunday pay-per-views. Um, so I Apparently, every pay-per-view for the rest of the year is on a Saturday. I mean, that's, this is what I love about WWE. When, when the competition does something... When WWE wants to, they, they know, okay, they, you know, when Eric Bischoff extended pay-per-views from four, four, four shows a year to like, I don't know, for 12, 12 a year, WWE followed suit. And they're doing it again. Tony Khan wanted to do his pay-per-views on Saturdays. WWE's like, you know what, let's do it on Saturdays, which is great. Um, this, this pay-per-view was in Paradise, Nevada, in the MGM Grand Arena. Um, and I guess, I'm not going to talk about the kickoff show, but did anything happen in the kickoff show? I, really I don't him. think there was anything on the kickoff show. Not I don't that think I there was either. I don't think there was any matches. No. Um, but uh, Money in the Bank kicked off with the women's ladder match. Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, I'm going to go to Mex first, because Mex, I know that you follow a lot of the women from the NXT days. I mean, so did I before I fell off from 2.0. But... Um, <laughs> And I know, Scan, I'm, I'm Scan, I'm sure that you did too. Uh, but Max, what did you think of this match? Was Liv the right winner? And um, yeah, tell me what you think of this match. Because I've got my opinions. I want to hear what you have. Yeah, um, I'm not, you know, this is a bit of a no holds barred situation. I like to find the positives, but this match was a bit of a mess. Um, just how, you know, things just didn't quite come together on the, on the day, on the night for the ladies. Um, a lot of botches, miscommunications, which I'm sure everyone is susceptible to when there's, there's seven women in there and you're, you're trying to link up um, spots and all that kind of stuff. Um, Shotzi Blackheart seems to have taken the brunt of the, the, the criticism. It, a lot of stuff she tried just didn't really come off, wasn't neat, wasn't tidy, made herself look bad, endangered others. So um, yeah, not a great showing for Shotzi, but I guess she is young in her career and there's an element of inexperience and there's an element of this is my chance to show out in front of everyone. So I, I do get it, but yeah, you got to, at the same time, you've kind of probably spurned a good chance to show yourself in a good light as well. Um, Becky Lynch, she was she was all right during the match. Um, I think Asuka was one of the the MVPs. Raquel Rodriguez is that her new name? Yeah, um, yeah she she was um, one of the MVPs as well. She was just very tidy and, and clean. Very thing she did. She held the 
the big woman kind of position and in, in that and um Liv Morgan um I think it's been a long time coming fans are very much behind her which is very good to see I would be absolutely lying if I said I don't I see what everyone gets behind apart from you know a genuine sweet face and you know that real baby face energy in terms of her in ring I think she's okay people said she's improved I don't think she was bad before but I don't see how she's improved. She's just pretty much the same to me. But maybe mm. it's just a personality that people are getting behind, which I can understand. Um, she done a little low-key spot when the ladder was falling down, bounced off the top rope and brought it back before she knocked off Becky and grabbed the, the briefcase, which was good. Um, yeah, very happy for her. If, for those that noticed, she was crying straight out of the entranceway, which yeah. for me, I was thinking... Is she winning or is she just literally overwhelmed? But um, yeah, she went on to win. So good on her. Uh, Scan, with everything Mex just talked about with uh, NXT talent kind of being fast-tracked into the main roster, not really getting that years under them experience under the belt, is it fair for wrestling fans like the three of us and everyone around the world to criticise wrestlers when they blow spots? Or is it more of a, or should that criticism go to re- directly towards the company? Um, you know what, right? And this is what I thought about, especially when Mex is talking as well, man. You know, it, we'll criticise them if it's over-rehearsed. we criticise it if it's called on the fly. You know, and I think a lot of wrestlers, and I think the women should get more credit as well. You know, when you're in a big arena like the MGM Grand, you know, and you're in front of like thousands of people and you're required to pull off a complex match, right, flawlessly, you know, and it could just be something little like you're, you're getting ready to do a spot and then someone in the crowd says, ah, live your this, your that, and could just literally throw you off. You Very know? true. Very and true. so it's admirable that, that a lot of these artists, a lot of these wrestlers, I call them artists even, you know. They are, they are. Yeah. You know, get through and, and create like the best possible match possible. And I think Shotzi kind of said it, put it best on... um you know, Twitter, when she said, when she responded to the criticism, she said, you know what, the most important thing, everyone came out of that match in one piece. You know, there was one um, move that Raquel tried to pull off, which was like, ah, oh, if she'd have pulled it off, it would have been ridiculous. Was that when she lifts up the ladder? She lifts up the ladder. The ladder yeah. with on it, you know, um, but other than that, man, you know, I, I, I can't be too hard on these guys, man. They, they did their best and it, it was entertaining. Well, I'm very happy that, like Mex said, Liv Morgan won. I'm very happy for her. I'm a, I'm a fan of Liv Morgan. I'm not like a big fan like like loads of other people are, but I, I respect her. I think she has, in my opinion, Mex, I think she has improved. Um, I, I think she has. She's, she's, she's done some stuff that's really wowed me. I'm like, okay, I didn't think she was able to do that a few years ago. So I think she has improved her in-ring. Um, I love the spot she did with the sunset flip. You know, it nearly botched a bit, but the sunset flip on the top of the ladder from that height, and to, to land that, I was like, go on, Liv. Um, mm. Liv, sorry, go on, Liv. Liv. I, I really got um, a lot of faith in Liv. I think Liv can actually really build a whole new fan base for WWE, you know? You know, like that fan base that was drawn at WWE because of the Hardys back in the day. You know, the people that was never really into wrestling, but they're so Hardys, they're like, oh, I can see myself in Hardys and suck. And I think that could be the same for Liv. I think Do you know what? Liv. I think she's kind of got that, because I don't know if you saw the post-match interview with her, like um, the WWE exclusive one, when she was like nearly bawling her eyes out. She's kind of got that relatability to her. 100%. It's because that's how she is as a person. 
she's just generally a sweet, loving, relatable person. And the fact that that can translate on TV, they got to live. When that. when when she won, and obviously the, the crowd are going mad, and they cut to commentary, and um, I think it was then, and not later on in the show, when Michael Cole. He kind of broke, you know, the so-called fourth wall. He goes, you know, X amount of years ago, a girl called Gianni came into yeah, the performance yeah, center and that. she said yeah. she's going to be a champion and this, that, and the other. And I thought, yeah, no, I I literally get why people buy into her because she is this baby face sweetheart. Um, she works hard, that's for sure. Like, she's always putting out training videos of her training with Natalia or TJ Wilson. And, like, she definitely works hard. I just, I haven't seen the difference in her performance. I always thought maybe she's, just been spitting out what she's spitting out now in terms of performance right. in ring. Not to right. say she was bad or got better. I just thought this has always been her. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 happy for her. And then obviously what happened later on in the night. We'll talk about that. Did you guys have predictions that Liv was going to win Money in the Bank? Becky was my choice, followed by Becky Liv. Was your choice, Did, yeah, honestly, I, think, was... I think Becky was my choice as well, man. Yeah, I don't think I had a prediction for this match, to be honest. So it was quite a pleasant surprise. I don't think, if I'm honest with you, I don't think I've been paying attention to Raw in the past few weeks. So, yeah, I'm happy for Liv. Next up, we've got the singles match for the United States Championship. It was Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Can't call him Master Theory now, just Theory. Uh, um, what do you guys think of this match? Uh, Scan, let me go to you first. Uh, Theory versus Lashley, what did you think? Yeah, man, it was a, it was a, it was an interesting one because it was one of those ones I couldn't see Lashley le- losing, and the way they're pushing Fury, I couldn't see Fury losing, and the fact that he lost clean, you know, yeah. and and kind of put um, Lashley over strong as well, man, you know. So I was impressed by that. Um, obviously, ultimately, we see why that happened, but you know, Lashley should always have a title, man. He's just he's so over right now, and I think someone mentioned it. Uh, I heard it recently. There was like people don't even realize the, the actual moment when Lashley has kind of gone into, like, superstardom. So it's, it's like, but he, he he should be a world champion, man. Yeah, I think he will again. Max, Fury, mm. does he remind you of, this is going to be a weird one to say, but does he remind you of a young Randy Orton? What I mean by that is, what I mean by that is, when Randy Orton first arrived in Survivor Series 2002, whatever, he had an injury and whatnot, and then... And then he was kind of floundering a bit, wasn't really used much, but then he joined Evolution. Yeah. And then I felt like even when he joined Evolution, he, was, he wasn't really taken too straight away. He, there, was, there was like this whole, this guy's the future of the business kind of hype, but crowd didn't really take to him. I think only after the Foley match and maybe after WrestleMania 20, it's when fans started to really get behind or started to, started to see the evolution of, no pun intended, of Randy Orton. Um, I feel like what we're seeing with Fury right now is that Orton, that first evolution, not really getting taken to, even though he's got some high-profile matches, not really getting... But I feel this time next year, the crowd will go nuts for him like they did when he first left. What do you think? So that's that's a great comparison and one that I've made. I, there's a lot of Fury and John Cena comparisons right now. Right. When At first, I thought, yeah... It's, it's, it's more Randy Orton. That's the vibes I was getting. I right. see the John Cena completely, but of course, Cena and Randy Orton, more or less the same era, treated very well as they both kind of came through the ranks. One more popped into my head after this pay-per-view was done. Okay. Roman Reigns. And okay. in a bad way. Okay. Because <laughs> Austin Theory is, is... He's a heel, yes, but he's beginning to get go away he 
Like, that's, thank you for saying that. Baron thank you for Corbin, saying that. Like, and that's the reason why I brought this. I thought, I thought, okay, the reason why I brought the up was because I'm thinking, okay, he's getting, I agree with you that he's getting go away heat. But I thought, or maybe because that's what Orton got at first. And mm-hmm. then it finally kind of won them over. So I thought maybe Ferry can do it that way. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Like, I understand they want him to be that guy for them one day or whatever the case is. I'm not quite sure what the rush is. He he is very good. He can, and I, I at the same time, I'm contradicting myself. I'm not a fan of, okay, wait till he's 40 to put the world championship on him. Yeah, This guy's 24. He's United States champion. You're singing his praises. He's the youngest United States champion. In the same pay-per-view, he's, you've taken that belt off him. You've given him another accolade. He's now walking around with that. And he's basically in line to become the next world champion right now. Now, anything can happen. He could fail his cash-in and all of that kind of stuff. But, like, you, you, you're you anointing him because that's ultimately what the, the money in the bank should be doing. It's anointing that this guy is our next guy sort of thing, wherever it happens down the line. And I just feel it's all, it's all just happening a bit too quickly. Like, beyond taking selfies, who is Theory? What's yeah. his character? Like, what, what else do we know about this guy? That's like, by the time Randy Orton became world champion, we knew, okay, he had got into to, um, uh, Evolution. He, he, you know, he was, he had the great athleticism in his game and everything. He was the ladies guy. He was like crazy Orton. He was intercontinental champion. He had rubbed shoulders directly with Triple H and Ric Flair. Um, had and a then great, obviously, great classic match of Mick Foley. With Foley. Uh, uh, that, that match is what earned his, earned a lot of respect with hardcore wrestling fans. Because a lot of hardcore wrestling fans wasn't messing with Orton before yeah, that. Yeah, they thought he was just like an industry plant. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. And then when they saw what he was able to do with, with Foley, they were like, you know what, actually, this kid's got something. And yeah. it, just, it just turned from like, there. Randy you know Orton's what? story literally, no pun intended, evolved. His character evolved. And they, by the time he was world champion, and yeah, they, they botched that first, first world championship and all that. And they wanted to just take the title of Brock Lesnar, of youngest world champion ever. Mm-hmm. But he was someone. Like, right. in theory right now, theory is just very much like, He's just a selfie guy, like that. No one really likes. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, sadly, it's kind of looking a bit like chosen one Drew McIntyre era. Drew McIntyre. Mm, mm, and you know one thing I've noticed about Theory, a lot of well, not a lot of people. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've only seen a few comments on Twitter. But I can't say a lot of people. But from some comments on Twitter, they just don't like the look of him. Like they just think he's smug, which is obviously his character. Yeah. But they yeah. just they generally just like ah. Uh, I don't know if he will ever get that face turn kind of thing, but you never know. He could be probably. I one think of the we have to remember people don't like theory as well because he was caught up in some type of speaking out stuff around the pandemic. So uh, if you guys remember, he was actually at WrestleMania 2020 in a tag team match. I think it was yes, after was. all that happened, he got sent back to NXT. That's when he was doing the the way stuff with Johnny Gargano and stuff, and then he's been brought back. So even with that, you can see he's highly favored, but. Um, yeah, that, that's a reason. We have to take into consideration. That is a reason why the general public don't really like him as well. But I think just put a put a pedal on it, you know, put a brake pedal on it, slow it down a bit. Like, he's going to be brilliant. The guy's 24. And just yeah. back on this match, I think this was the best match on the card. Obviously, right. we, we never had loads of singles matches on the card or anyway. But I think this was probably one of the best matches on the night. They really put on a good a good match, Bobby and him. But um, I just think we're just rushing theory to the, to the top of, bit too much. Quick did you question. guys 
quick question. Sorry. Yeah. Um, one more yeah. thing on Theory, man. Do you think that he can go his whole career as just Theory? Or do you think in the long run he's going to need a new name? I think Theory works. It's working I, now. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Austin Theory makes sense. Because um, everyone usually yeah. has two names, isn't it? Yeah. I think by the time they maybe want to do something big with him, they may have to you know, slightly just start calling him Austin Theory again yeah. without explanation. But, yeah. Did you guys have Lashley winning this or did you think Theory was going to be paid? I thought Lashley would win. But again, I, I was surprised Lashley won, like Scan said, because obviously Theory is pretty much the chosen one. But I guess we saw why one thing happened and then what happened at the end of the show. What do you think, Scan? Yeah, um, I, I I kind of thought Fairy would have won with shenanigans, but like the fact that he like he lost clean, you know, like, good stuff, right? Yeah. Pretty good. Okay, Bianca Belair defeated Carmella for the singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Um, I didn't get to see much of this match. I think I was busy doing some work, so I missed some of this match. Oh, uh, Max, what did you think of this match? Regular training drill for Bianca Belair. Right. This match had no heat going into it. You know, she just done what she does best. Very effortlessly moved around the ring, put Carmella away when Carmella, I think, either grabbed her hair or done something that ticked her off um, and put her away. Um, it's easy defence, but for me, they, they need to do more with Bianca Belair. Like, this, it's not good enough her just holding this championship and not coming across like a champion. Like, even the past couple of Raws, between Becky and someone else has main evented the show. Um, why, why is your champion just in the mid-card, just not even talking, not having real character development segments? Like, it's, it's not enough for just her to have the belt if you're not going to treat her like champion. Yeah. Scan, you agree? No, I agree, hundred percent, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's 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 difficult because obviously the plan was for her to go against Rhea Ripley, and I'm yeah. sure they had a whole storyline mapped out. So they've kind of like done this Carmella thing on the fly. So you know, it's just yeah, it was predictable, man. You knew she was going to squash her. So Bianca Belair squashes her. I think all three of us could have guessed that going into this pay per view. So um, before we talk about the next match, there was like a vignette. Uh, that looks like the return of Edge. A lot of like memorabilia of Edge's past feuds and tag teams and all kinds of stuff. Look like very Judgment Day-ish. Um, is Edge coming back to rival against the Judgment Day or is he going to come back to be some sort of like, it was me all along, Austin. Yes. Uh, coming back to be the leader of Judgment Day again? What's happening here? I, I mean, yeah, the, the vignette itself is quite misleading because it does look quite dark and Judgment Day-ish. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, he has to come back as a face, right? Because yeah. he got kicked out. And then ultimately, the, the, the story was he got kicked out because they needed faces on Raw because the likes of Cody isn't around and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, it, this was misleading. Who's he going to face on Judgment Day at SummerSlam? That's ultimately what they're going to build towards now. Must be Finn Balor. Um to be completely honest and respectfully, I don't know if beating Finn Balor is any big thing these days because he's never been completely treated how he should be on the main roster. But um, I, I guess that's probably what they're building towards. Okay. Next up, arguably, I think probably the best tag, best match on the card, the Tag Team Championship match. It was the Undisputed Championship with the Usos versus the Street Profits. Scan, loads of rumours of Street Profits turning heel. Or, or Montez turning heel, or um, 
first and foremost, before we get into that, actually, what did you think of this match? And then tell me what you think about a possible heel turn for Root Profits. Do you know what, though? One thing I will say, it, this was definitely match of the night. It was probably yeah. one of the best matches of the year from WWE, man. This match was ridiculous. Um, you know, and I, I kind of thought the Usos hit their ceiling with the New Day. But mm. I think this match might have even surpassed some of the New Day matches, man. Like, I, I just, think you're right. Just the chemistry between these two teams, man, is amazing. You know, and, and I guess the way they ended it, you know, it has to leave the door open for another match. At least one more match. You know, um, but yeah, it was it was brilliant. There's nothing I can say in the negatively about this match, man. You know, I think they might even be holding off the split for a little bit, you know, mm. just because they might want to, you know, run this back one more time, man. But Next, yeah. what did you think of this match? What did you think of Montez Ford using the, the DX socket chant and and um, he, he, the star power kind of really shine in this match, didn't it? Yeah, this match was it was awesome. This match was an awesome, awesome match. Like it felt very real. Like they were fighting for something like proper. This this title of undisputed tag team champions, um, Montez Ford. Listen, the commentary are selling this guy. Like, oh my yeah. god, his new body, this, that, and the other. Make it sound like he went to Turkey to get a BBL or something like that. Like <laughs> they are overly, you know, saying push, 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 push. Um, but Dawkins is doing his job as well, man. I know Dawkins is often seen as the Janetti of the two, but Dawkins, he, he's literally wrestling for his career in WWE. Every time he goes out there now, you can see I'm not going to be the guy that gets left behind, which I respect. Obviously, everything is down to booking. Um, but yeah, they had fun with the match with the DX Suckets, so like you said, and obviously a lot of high spots and the Usos got their stuff in as well. Um, th the finish, I'm not even sure if... Did did he mean to pull up his shoulder or was it literally yeah so okay so it gives them an out sort of thing um yeah it's 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 good it's really good stuff um the only thing is that yeah they're selling this fake beef between the street profits and they're not beefing on TV everything's fine but they they keep teasing the split but we're not seeing nothing to back it up I think they're gonna twist the split I think it's gonna be Dawkins that's gonna turn here and not Montez. I don't think that's the right I, choice. I think I, I hear what you're saying because I think Montez will be a phenomenal heel. But I feel they probably they see a lot of potential with, with Montez as as a top baby face. Mm -hmm. And and I think I'm not saying for sure, but I feel like even the whole him doing suck it, I don't know, it just seems out of the blue uh, that he's doing this all of a sudden. And I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H was just like, why don't you use suck it? Bring back suck it. Why don't you use that? And that'd be great for the kids to get involved with that and use the DX sign and, you, you know, you bring back the socket thing. And then we'll probably get, you know, we need to do something with Angelo. So maybe Angelo would be the heel one and Montez, you'd be the baby face and we do it that way. I don't know. Like you said, though, like Scan said, I do think they're going to delay the heel turn for a little while. Not going to be any times. It might happen in SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah, maybe. they might They might even um, push it all the way back to the, the, the brand split. You know, they might they even push it all the way back to yeah. WrestleMania next year. Yeah, they might push it, it back might to the WrestleMania thing. It might be a WrestleMania. So the yeah. draft, the draft last year, apparently they were literally like behind closed doors when they were planning it, and that they were minutes away from splitting the street profits, but they chose to split up Retribution instead, T Bar and Mace. Um, so it just makes it seem like this year they're doing it. Montez looks like he's physically preparing to become yeah, a single sure. guy. Absolutely. Um, I I've suggested that. I would actually like Dork. Maybe they split amicably. Dawkins continues wrestling, and Montez just takes Bianca's corner. 
as like a manager um and then maybe we see like a slow heel turn from there like like Montez just kind of reminding her who you really are sort of thing they turn heel together we get like a heel power couple sort of thing which then brings on Montez's singles career rather than just doing the the, the regular stuff bang heel face and they start fighting and feuding each other and stuff that'd be cool we kind of need that um, Montez and and um um versus like literally um Rollins and Becky man we need that So, so Street Profits lost to the Usos, but um, when the Usos did a double, no, did a double tweak chin, and then I think a, a one D, the three D one D thing, and got the pin. But Montez's old arm was up when Montez came round after the Usos celebrating their win. Angelo and Montez look at the camera and they noticed that. Hold on, my my shoulder was up. How did the referee not see that? Mm. So Street Profits was justifiably upset. So we'll see what happens. I will talk about what happened on Raw. I didn't get to see Raw, so I'll, 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 you guys explain to me what happened with them on Raw. No, they hosted a 4th of July party. Um, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no follow-up. Yeah. Um, next up, Ronda Rousey versus Natalie. Natalia, sorry. Ronda Rousey versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Was any of us, anyone here excited for this match? Not really invested, no. I think the outcome was obvious. Obviously, yeah. something else happened afterwards, but the outcome of this match was obvious. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they got chemistry because they trained together, so it was smooth. Transitions were smooth. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, the result was inevitable, man. So, Ronda Rousey obviously picked up the win against Natalia, and then Liv Morgan's theme song hits. The crowd goes wild. She comes in, she cashes in her money in a bank, targets the knee bump. I, I did like the fact that when Liv tried to go straight for a drop kick, Ronda Rousey reversed it into an ankle lock. And then Liv kicked the knee that Ronda hurt during her match against Natalia and rolls her up for the pin, like a, sort of like an inverted small package kind of way, a reversal small package. One, two, three. And Liv Morgan is now the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And Ronda Rousey gave her a hug and congratulated her after the match. When, Are you happy to see Liv become SmackDown champion? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a good way to do it. Obviously, she's on Raw, but she can obviously go for anyone's title. So it was a good way to do it. Um, the, the way the crowd booed when Ronda picked Liv's ankle for the ankle lock. It's like, yeah. no, Liv ain't going to lose her, her briefcase right now. But um, yeah, then they obviously they went wild and she won it. Um When, <laughs> when um, she handed her that title, it almost felt like, that was a weight lifted off Ronda Rousey. Like, oh, thank God I'm not champion of this stuff anymore. Like, like pass it on to Liv. <laughs> Apparently, Ronda's come out and said that she demanded that at this pay-per-view, she loses this belt some way, somehow, to someone that has more passion for WWE. Wow. So, big, up, big up Ronda for that, man. This was the single best thing she's done in this second run. Yeah. Since she's come back. Like, this is it. Like, yeah, so, yeah. But general question though, where do you think they've gone wrong with the second run of Ronda Rousey? I just think I just think Ronda's is not enjoying it anymore. I think when she first joined the WWE, she was so excited because she was a fan. And but that's because you're a fan. It doesn't mean that you're gonna enjoy becoming a wrestler. You mm. get what I'm trying to say? And I felt like even her emotional reaction to things, she didn't take to it. She didn't, you know, some people get booed and some people might not like it, but then you have to like 
own it and then own how okay i don't like being like the rock right the rock didn't like hearing rocky die rocky die when he was supposed mm. to be a face back in 96 you know when he was rocky Maria. but then you gotta roll with the punches like, okay what do i do do i just sulk about this that no one's liking me and i'm supposed to be liked, or do i just do something about it and then embrace being a heel or did it i don't know and i feel like Ronda, when she came back the second time, Mex and I generally thought, okay, she's coming back as a heel. This is good. She's going to mm. be a heel and she's going to probably cut some, like, you know, some real life like promos. But then she went back to being a face and it's just like, oh, you're not, you're still really enjoying this. She's not enjoying this, Ronda. She, she think... literally looks like every week was a slog. When she became champion, um, it got even worse because at least yeah. before Charlotte was around and Charlotte was carrying segments as well. When she became champion and like she was the star power on SmackDown, Jesus Christ, it, it became so like difficult to watch her segments and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I, I argued that her, during her first run in the company, she wasn't Ronda Rousey anymore. Like it's been years detached from the UFC, years detached from when she was that that woman that was making waves in sports. You see what I mean? Like, so even then they done all right, I guess. To you know, they had evolution, and that's when the women's um, evolution and stuff was kind of culminating. They used her as the face of that. Um, but this time round, she just literally looked like a mom that after she looks after her child all day, she has to come to do this thing called wrestling, and she just looked knackered and disinterested. <laughs> she um. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I'm still, I don't know. I was, there's a point I was going to say, but I can't remember now. But yeah, it's just, yeah, she just, she's not enjoying it. Mm. Um, but what do you think, what do you think is next for her? Do you think she's going to go away again? Maybe they keep her for SummerSlam as it's SummerSlam. They, they have her in some type of match, uh, maybe a rematch against Liv Morgan and Natalia, like a triple threat or something like that. And then she disappears after SummerSlam. So Liv Morgan's the new SmackDown Women's Champion. So big up Liv Morgan for that. All right, let's talk about the main event, the Money in the Bank ladder match for the World Championship match contracts. Obviously, you had Fury, you had Drew McIntyre, you had Madcap Moss, you had Omos, you had Riddle, you had Sami Zayn, you had Seth freaking Rollins, and you had Sheamus. Um, Lex, what did you think of this match? Yeah, a much better match than the the ladies' uh, Money in the Bank match. Um, this was like, of course, spot, 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 but very well done between all of the guys. Um, we saw the typical killing off the big man spots, trying to bury almost on the tables and chairs. I saw your tweet. You said that your son laughed at that. Oh, my God. I wish I recorded it. The way he was in tears. He, was, he couldn't believe it. When they lifted, he, he was like, lift up. He's only he's three and a half. So when they all lifted him above the head, he was like, lift up, lift up. And he, he came over to my hands like he wanted me to lift him up. And then he turned back to the TV and they just threw him into the table and he absolutely died. Like, he couldn't <laughs> believe it. Like... I, after the paper was done, I re, I rewinded it and let him watch it again, and he was still laughing, still laughing. Um, yeah, they, you know they done what they needed to do with Omos, and then um, my favorites for this was um, Riddle. Um, I thought Riddle or Seth Rollins would come out as as the winner. Um, obviously, before the match began, Theory got inserted in, and I thought that that's pretty much told us he's going to win this yeah, match, isn't it? Exactly. Um, but yeah, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, all of them, man. Um, Butch coming out to to basically help Sheamus, I thought was brilliant as well. I think they did they done a good job. Yeah, I like I liked how Riddle was booked in this match because he looked like he was so close in getting it. Mm. It's like that's what that's two ways they there's two ways they announce future champions in Money in the Bank matches. The guy who wins it 
and the guy who almost wins it. And and they and they always done this. So scans when they were booking the, the way they were booking Riddle in this match, did you think, oh, maybe Riddle could be a possibility to win this? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Because I think, obviously, the story was already there. You know, he's lost the opportunity. He can't, like, pin or he can't wrestle Roman. So it was like, okay, cool, he's going to cash in and, and pin Brock instead, you know, or yeah. something like that. But, um, yeah, man, I, I thought, I genuinely thought Riddle was a shoo-in, man. Because they, they, obviously, there was rumours saying that they were going to try and do the Seth heist of the century again. But, yeah, to me, I wanted to see a fresh face with it, man. It would have been nice to see Sami Zayn win it. Yeah. This is what I was saying. If yeah. Sami Zayn won it, and he obviously he thinks he's a Uso, like how yeah. would he have behaved like with the with the briefcase and hanging around them? In one instance, that man could have been like, "Okay, cool. Now we've got the briefcase in our camp, so exactly. Roman's safe for a year, basically." Exactly. But then at the same time, Sami might want to double cross, and, and I think Sami Zayn could be a good world champion as well within me this too. kind of club, So same here, me too. Yeah, but um, yeah, Fairy won. New money in the bank cash, um, and he's probably going to have that briefcase for a whole year. He's not going to cash it in any. So I was going to ask you lot because obviously they're teasing Roman and Brock Lesnar going to have this big, massive, last man standing match at SummerSlam. It is ideal, and they keep planting these seeds. It's ideal for whoever the champion is to cash in after a last man standing match. Do you think this is only going to last? A month basically, and theory is going to cash in at SummerSlam. Mm, good question, especially after Lesnar and Theory had that. Uh, oh, yeah, they've elim- come together before, the, the they? elimination chamber thing. Mm-hmm. So this could be a way of Theory can because if, if Lash if, if Lesnar beats Roman mm-hmm. and then the bloodline attacks Roman afterwards, and then Theory, I don't know, I feel. Maybe that's a possibility. I feel I, I had a feeling that they were, they were probably going to make Fairy have it for a long time before he catches it. Like just reminding people that he's the money in the bank owner and he's got the briefcase and but he doesn't actually cash in until maybe another. They probably save it for another controversial way of making him cash it, like another memorable moment. Mm-hmm. He needs a he needs a memorable moment, right? So mm-hmm. they'll probably save it for that. But what would that memorable moment be? I don't know. Maybe it is what you're saying, Max. Maybe that memorable is catching it against. Big dog or Lesnar, so that's a good shout. Maybe. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think, Scan? Um. Yeah, man. It's been a while since they've they've booked like a long running like to say this like money in a bank holder. That's been a while, isn't it? So they might as well give it. Yeah, and they gotta be creative with the booking, man. Like there was a couple. I think with Ziggler, man, there was a couple times where he nearly lost it. You know, it's just like all of that, and then it was literally like almost a year before he booked it, he cashed it in, man. So, you know, be interesting to see if they can pull that off again. I, I was watching this and I was thinking, Money in the Bank is just, it's, you're given a storyline. The whole thing, the whole concept gives you a storyline. Like, why are you spurning it? That The women's one, you might as well just turn it into a championship match now. Like, forget women's Money in the Bank because all of them, apart from Carmella, the first winner, has has cashed in within 24 hours. Yeah. So what is the point having this this built-in storyline that you're basically just getting rid of more time on the same night? Like, yeah. I think it's just a bit lazy. And the men's, I don't think I've seen a better Money in the Bank briefcase holder and then cash-in since Seth Rollins in 2015. And that's seven years ago. Like, come on, you love for deep yeah. <laughs> Like, Okay, so that was Money in the Bank 2022 we're going to do what we always do. We give our pay-per-view ratings out of five. 
I will go scan first. Scan, what do you rate man in the bag? Um, I think they tried to go all in with this, man. I think um, slightly they're trying to make uh, Money in the Bank one of the big five now. So I think that's... Ah, that's, the place, that's the place yeah. Survivor Series. That's, yeah. I'm getting bigger than Survivor Series now. Survivor Series yeah. is the same old shit every year. It's like, it's freaking Raw versus SmackDown and nobody gives a shit about. Like, honestly, yeah. like, Survivor Series yeah. hasn't been the same for a while. I think the last Survivor Series I cared about was when Sting debuted. Wow. That's a yeah. long time ago. That's 2014. Yeah. I think that's the last Survivor Series I cared about. I could be wrong. The, the last one I cared about was when NXT were in it. 2018, that, yeah, I think that it was. was. That, that was that was a good one, yeah. That was what, 2017? 18? 18, I think so, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Okay, so maybe that was the last one. When Keith Lee and Roman Reigns yeah. squared off with each other. But that was it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and obviously, because they tried to book the stadium and obviously they lost Cody and I think Cody was the original person they had in mind to win that but um anyway i say that to say this um overall for me i think it gets um i think like a solid three and a half man it was it was good you know the 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 action was solid um yeah max yeah i'm with scan i'm saying three and a half i feel like these pay-per-views always pretty much deliver the minute you cut out all the fluff of all these questionable wwe segments and you just let these people wrestle like do what they come to do then we often get good shows. It was brought down, I would say, by like the lack of star power. No Brock, no Roman, no Cody. All of them kind of names weren't about. Um, and then the women's match wasn't the greatest. But other than that, I feel it's a pretty solid pay-per-view. Just under three hours. Can't complain. Yeah, I agree. I think three and a half is a good good, uh, good ranking for this pay-per-view. Very good show. Uh, very entertaining. And it was just, yeah, no fluff. It didn't feel long. Just straight into it, so... Big up W on that one. What happened on Raw? Um, any anything of note that's from the fallout of Money in the Bank? Um, there's gonna be the rematch, Bobby Lashley and Theory at SummerSlam. They announced oh. that. Um, in the main event, Becky Lynch beat Asuka in a no holds barred match. That was a really good match. They're phrasing it as if okay now Becky Lynch is done with Asuka and she can move on but I'm sure she'll face Asuka again next week for something <laughs> um like we said Street Profits unfortunately weren't really involved in anything apart from their 4th of July celebrations um which led to a hot dog eating contest which Tazawa won Otis got sick in the ring during his match because he ate too much hot dogs um Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan teamed up um, to take on Carmella and Natalia. Yeah. Mm. And um, the champions won. Pretty much. And that's it. Yeah, there's probably other bits, but there was nothing that really built towards SummerSlam, which is in four weeks' time. Yeah, I I I think with the theory thing, they basically confirmed that John Cena ain't going to be there. Um, Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're probably going down the direction of um, Bianca Belair versus Becky. So that's telling us Rhea Ripley's not coming back for now, you know. Um, but I think they kind of called it in, man, because it's um, 4th of July. They know no one's really watching. So they didn't really, yeah. you know what I mean? Roman's coming back on Friday. So that's SmackDown's going to be where everything kicks off, man. One thing I want to mention of just random, I'm really loving, I haven't seen a lot of it, but what I've seen on social media for the last segment that happened on SmackDown last week, I'm really loving what they do with LA Knight's new character, with the model, Walkway, with Mansoor and Mace, with Marseille, they call him Marseille, and Monsieur, 
I thought that segment was amazing. You know what they did? If they said, I'm assuming all three of them is in a faction, right? That, that's a faction. Yeah. Get Tyler Breeze to come back. Get Fandango to come back. Make that a five-man faction of this of these models and let them just terrorize. Like I think they could do great things. I know it's very comical, but I think even with the com- comedic element, they could probably ease into a bit of a mid-card program. You know what I mean? With the Intercontinental title. I know Gunther has that, but I like, I'm loving it. I'm so loving it. That's the stuff I love, man. They've been running this on like, like dark segments of SmackDown for like maybe two months now. It's only obviously come to TV within the last couple of weeks. And he had me at Max do pre. <laughs> like, I was sold from then. <laughs> I said, whatever this is, I'm buying into it. Because LA, LA Knight, yeah, is we've seen this mold of wrestler, this Miz kind of, all them kind of guys in it. But yeah, there's something about this guy since NXT. I know he's been about for a minute. But I ain't watched him anywhere else really, apart from when he came to NXT. Yeah, I'm I'm sold on him. So yeah, hopefully yeah, I love that. Like, it just reminds me of like, come on, you guys, all three, all three of us know. Like, it reminds us of the times where you know, in the Attitude Era, they always had little comedic segments, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the little comedy wrestling gimmicks. Like that stuff's still gold to me. Like, I think Jericho is the only one that's kind of flying that flag in in today's yeah. modern wrestling, and it's good to bring that back. So good to see. And I'm, and I'm not talking about the stupid corniness that you see with like what Tazawa does. That, some of that is funny, and what R Truth does. Some of that is actually generally funny, but has a little bit of a shelf life but i think with this this could actually do really well and this could mm. actually get like you know how too cool went over too cool was a comedy act that first and then they went over and they played him up with rikishi and they became mega stars i yeah. think this would be the same with what max dupree I'm not, yeah I'm not, I'm not sure i've got faith in his models but i've got faith in max dupree yeah so. 100 yeah, yeah that should yeah, be good yeah. that that's the thing it's the fact that he's the guy carried it yeah really well. um, we'll see I what think- happens I think on Friday they're doing their tennis collection, isn't it? Their tennis ball. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, bro. Genius. Bro. Bring back Tyler Breeze for this, man. We need to bring back Tyler Breeze. Like, Tyler Breeze needs to yeah, join. Yeah, guys. It's not guys. Fandango. At least Tyler Breeze, at least. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of his gimmick. Just, they're just hyping it a bit more. Making yeah. it a bit more official. Like, 2020, 2022 runway, fashion runway, how it's done today. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sign off from there. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. For anyone that's tuning in that don't know where to find you, please plug your socials right now. Um, find me at WrestleManiac UK. That's Mex WrestleManiac UK on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, or the usual places, and on YouTube, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, find me at S K A N D O U Z on all platforms except TikTok. Follow me, Skillet World, S K I W L I T World, and follow us at Kickout Podcast and on Instagram, The Kickout Podcast. Thank you again. We'll be back with a few more episodes later on, whenever WWE or when the wrestling world is going to be. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest.